Uh, Emily, so off camera, we were just chatting a little bit about you and kind of where you're at. And I know we've done a few of these episodes before, like we've done Emily check-ins. I don't think we've titled any of that, but we've kind of checked in to like see where you're at spiritually, emotionally in this whole journey of deconstruction. And an interesting question that came up as we were just chatting that we were like, well, this could be an interesting episode is chatting a little bit about like where you're at, but also why you're at where you're at like so you're in kind of the agnostic space right and so and i'm trying to figure out how you were to so you can correct me from what is where where are you at and why have you not like fully dove in deep into like i'm just a hardcore atheist i'm a hardcore agnostic and like embrace that community because it seems in some ways like you have a foot in each camp yeah so where are you how are you where you're at and we'll We'll see other things come into this, but as just to start us off. I like live my life like an agnostic. Like I don't, uh, I usually don't talk to God. Sometimes I do. And then I'm like, maybe I don't even believe he's real. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, but pretty much like that's how I'm pretty, yeah, I know I keep saying like functionally that way, but like I don't really pray. I don't read my Bible. Like I don't really engage with God all that much. Um, in the ways you used to. Absolutely. Yeah. However, I, it would be very hard for me to just be like, I'm an agnostic like that for some reason feel part of it just feels like that's a huge step. Like I got a message from a really close friend when the podcast episode came out. that's like, Emily isn't a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he was like, I've been supportive of your journey, but like, that is like a step that. I feel like I'm not supposed to support. And he's like, and I do support you, but, yeah. and it's interesting. Like those label changes are big. Yeah. I do feel like I came pretty hard with that episode title and I wish I would have gone with a different, in hindsight, I think I could have gone a different But I think direction. it was kind of clickbait. Like yeah. I know people who listened to it cause they were like, oh shit, you yeah. know? <laughs> but, and you asked my permission. I did ask your permission. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would say, I don't know. I don't love the idea. Well, regroup. Also, you're like diving into that community. I mean, I don't really see like where would I go for the agnostic community? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm more. Yeah. I think that's right. I, as I asked that, I think I was more meaning like exiting one community. Right. Okay. Or surrendering one just to be in the not that community more, I guess. Yeah. And it's just like, so I had coffee with um, a pastor the other week, which was it was pretty good. And one thing he said is he's like, what is your, he kept talking about the anchor. Like, what is your anchor that keeps you mm. a Christian? And I was like, well, I don't have one right now. I was, like, yeah. I was like, I don't know why you're asking me that. I feel like I just told you where I'm at. Sure. And I was like, but there is, I was like, it's not really an anchor, but there is something that's like hanging on a thread that's mm. like, like hanging on to, I'm not fully just completely remove myself from Christianity as a whole. Largely, I feel like I have. But the part that just, the part that eats away at me isn't the right term, but that I think about a lot is this, I this is going to get kind of heady for a second. But the idea, um, it's an idea from Plato, the philosopher. <laughs> okay. And he talks about how we have the image of like the perfect version of everything in our brains. Mm. So if I say like, picture a tree 
you're probably picturing a perfect tree. You've never seen a perfect tree, but you can imagine that in your head. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I have always found that fascinating because I think it's true. And I just can't reconcile. Oh, I hate I hate what I'm going to say because it sounds so like, I just can't reconcile this with it and there not be a God. You know, because like everyone is, says that and it's so annoying. Sure. <laughs> but Let's say what you're going to say. But it's, like, but it's like, I cannot reconcile the fact that we have the ideal or the perfect in our brain mm. and we aren't made for that version of this world. Yeah. That is literally the only thing that like mm. crucifixion. It's like, like, I don't know if I, I don't really have a relationship with God right now, but for some reason, like when I think about that and I think about the hope of renewal and restoration mm. and how that's just an innate desire in all of us. I don't know. That's just like, I just don't think that that came from nothing. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And I think as far as threads to hold on to, that's a thread, a good one to hold on to in the sense Kind that of like, a surprising one though. I'm a sorry surprising one, maybe. But not like, from my seat, I don't find it surprising because, like, and this is a little bit of an overgeneralization, but, or simplification maybe, but like, I think you're deconstructing dogma, right? And yeah. you're deconstructing things that people have told you uh-huh. and like theologies and whatnot. Um but like that's much more it is maybe surprising now because it's like a much more of a heart thing but it, like that's much more of a hope and an ideal thing which i would right. not have classified what your faith yeah. would have been yeah but i do think there's a beauty in saying like what i'm clinging to is the hope for like i can't see but what i imagine to be true about god and about god like i also hear you saying like god's desire for us which is redemption and restoration right. and re- like all of those things like that's a different value statement about the kind of God you're trying to cling on to versus one I've heard you say. Yes. But it goes back to what you and Dustin have said about the fact that you guys started with a relationship and the like warm, fuzzy feelings kind of. Yeah. And that's what you've held on to amid. And then like you added knowledge. And so for me, that was like one of the only warm, fuzzy feeling things that came from the knowledge. And so it does like Mm. that's harder to get rid of in some way. But I also think it would be incorrect to say that I am clinging to that. It more feels like it's more just like it just kind of bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to try to be really honest. Yeah. It's not like this is what's keeping me a Christian because I don't really feel like that's a title I hold right now. Yeah. It's like an idea that's clinging to you versus you <laughs> <laughs> clinging to it. And I just feel like that is so, like, cliche. No, it's so, like, cliche of, like, I just, like, I thought that I wanted to leave God, but this one thing just kept gnawing at me. Like, I just feel like everyone says that. Yeah. Not that that means it's not valid, but it's just, like. I get that. Um, I just want, like, I just want a, it feels like, you know how we talk about it like a divorce and, like, your ex? It just feels like your ex keeps texting you really nice things. (laughs) And you're just, like, just shut up. Yeah. Oh, if only um, <laughs> I so I try not to like as a United Methodist pastor I try yeah. not to go like full metho nerd all the time okay uh, but you're about to just yeah because I think it's generally unhelpful okay. but but I will say something that's interesting about like John Wesley who's the founder of the Methodist Church mm-hmm. like he had been a Christian for like a long time yeah. he would say and then he had like his 
strange warming of the heart where like his head knowledge like really wasn't the right. most important. He was like, oh, I finally encountered God after like decades of like being alive and being a pastor and all this. And I do think there's something, at least from my perspective, I know it's not like one size fits all for everyone. And I'm not even really putting this on your story at all, but saying like the way that I think God encounters us and engages us is I think in the most profound ways is in the images that we hold in our heart right. and rather than like all of the knowledge that we've consumed. And I think that's like an interesting thing is I, this does connect to you. As I think of you, it's like, I actually think you've cleared up space to encounter God in a way mm. that maybe you wouldn't because you've like let go some of the stuff that occupied the highest level of importance, which was knowledge and theologies and dogmas and doctrines and all these things. And now that's probably still fresh because that's still how your mind works and like you see right. those things. But I think if those are no longer what's guiding every decision of your life and you have this annoying lingering threat that's still there. Yeah. Like I do think it creates more opportunity for that to be profound in your life and maybe shape some of the ways you think and shape new thoughts, you know? Yeah, because the thing is, is like my agnosticism what like this thing i don't i don't really love it as a label but it's like a thing that i'm experiencing yeah is very not rooted in my mind mm. like it's not something that i like thought my way out of like or thought my way into yeah which in a lot of ways is like how i inherited christianity was through my brain yeah and so this is like like if someone asked me to like sit here and defend my belief, I would be like, I don't know. Would, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of wild, but it's also kind of freeing to just like be a person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's, I don't like if you were, if you wanted, if we, if we were going to sit down and you wanted to be like, there's no way there isn't a God, I would be like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I would just be like, okay. You'd be super agnostic I'm not about gonna it. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, yeah, like I'm not going to fight you because I don't actually have that much confidence in yeah. My knowledge in this area. Yeah. I think it's like, I would say where you're at is not a place based out of like high levels of certainty. It's more based out of like a desire to just be somewhere that feels maybe more restful than where you were. It's like the desire yeah. to like have all the information isn't what got you there. Like you said, you didn't think your way into it. Yeah. And that's very different. And that feels very invalid because. I'm like so used to being like, well, no, like, what do you like the apologetics? Like, thinking about our third episode where it's like yeah. apologetics and how do you defend your faith? Like, yeah. Peter says, you know, like always be ready to have a answer for like the hope that is within you. Yeah, and I just don't. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this episode is weird because I'm like, this is kind of something that I'm clinging to, but also I'm pretty just kind of like over it. Yeah, well, I was going to maybe – yeah, I think that's truthful. I think one of the yeah. things that I want to project always is honesty over, like, putting on a mask to say something. Yeah. Like, I think that's an important part of what we're trying to kind of curate here. But I would ask a question that I okay. – hopefully it's not, like, too probing. But, like, I'm not playing the long game with you, right? Like, we've made that joke before. Like, this right. isn't, like, Danny's path to save Emily, right? Yeah. Um, but we have people that are in the journey of deconstruction mm -hmm. that are some are like I want to I want to maybe they don't want to but like they are very fine to deconstruct atheism mm -hmm. or agnosticism people that are maybe hoping this is their guidepost to get them back into faith yeah and I think we 
are attempting to have an honest conversation just naturally where you are. And yeah. I, I think we've done that well, uh, at least to the best of our abilities. And I wonder though, for your encouragement to like someone listening, like knowing where you sit personally is about you. Like what's your encouragement to that person? Like that's sitting here and like, Hey, I kind of want to like deconstruct back to like my faith or like deconstruct all the messy things. Right. Or maybe, and then also that's one side, but also to the person that's maybe sitting where you are, like what's your encouragement to that person? Or maybe the person is just like, screw it, I'm out of it. Like, right. But they're still engaging in this. Like, those are kind of three different buckets. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, where, how you would communicate to each one of those, just as the most honest version of Emily sitting here. Great question. I think to the person who wants to get back into it, which I somewhat relate to, but also right now, honestly, feels like kind of impossible. If I'm just being really blunt. Like, I would say, feel the freedom to do that, but also take your time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think it's, I think it's this, like, I, we try to do this process so quickly and jump right back in and it just isn't real life. Like my, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, we were talking about this idea that I feel like right now I'm in a desert and, and, and I was like, and I don't want to rush being here. And he goes, and he was just like, I spend 40 years in the desert. Whoa. Kinda, Very biblical. I know. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> and he was like, and now I've found a relationship with God that is like so beautiful and helpful to me. And he was like, but I did, if I would have rushed it, I don't think I would be where I am. Yeah. And like 40 years felt like such, like when he said that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also I was like, if that is my story, then that is my story. And yeah. that is fine. Like, there's not an urgency because this isn't like a if God came comes back today, I'm going to hell. And if God comes back tomorrow and I'm back to Christianity, then I'm going to heaven. Like mm. taking that away just takes the stress away. Yeah. I think before you go on to the next one, I would just say like that's like part of like one of the reasons I don't feel a huge pressure to be like mm. like I know certain people from your past life or just other pastors or like the guy we talked to that I talked about that was DMing me. Yeah. <laughs> like they feel a pressure because of impending doom yeah. or whatever. And it's like, and I think you can word it however you want to word it, like playing the long game or like trusting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like, if you, if you believe, and even to your Calvinistic friends that like you are in the hands of God and like yeah. God is sovereign or uh, providing, like, and there's a providence that God has in your life. I think playing the, like trusting God is what i think you have to do right so that's yeah. kind of where i said it's like i want to say i trust god more than my intellectual abilities and like if mm-hmm. god is real and god wants a relationship with you it's like i think that's gonna happen right yeah and i like i i believe like i believe like if god is real then he'll make it happen with me yeah but if he doesn't that means he didn't want a relationship with you so <laughs> <laughs> but like the the pastor that i got coffee with the other day he was like by the way i totally think you're saved and i was just like okay i was like it was so interesting because I haven't even thought about that yeah. um, category in so long. I was like, I'm glad that you feel that. Like, I bet that makes you feel better. You yeah, know? I think it's, I, this is speculating, but maybe it makes him feel better. Also, I think it's a way to like, and I don't know this person from anyone, so I don't know, but a right. way to build trust to be like, hey, just so you know, this is a safe place. And like, I don't think you're a heretic or burning in hell, yeah. right? Oh, well, he said it at the end, like after I said everything right. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, next one is someone who is just trying to like leave altogether. Yeah. Was that one of them? Yep. For them, I would say. 
why the hell are you even listening to this podcast? No, <laughs> like, I like I don't know. I just want to say, I feel like all these answers are just going to be me like giving people permission. Not that anyone needs my permission, but this idea of just like, dude, if that's what you need, then that's what you need. And I know that it is very scary to have a whole new label on you because Christian was the biggest identity in my life for 23 years. Sure. Like, like that was it. It was the only, I was, yeah, I was a woman. Yeah. I mean, I am a woman. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. This podcast just took a turn, took but, a um, <laughs> no, like, yes, there are things about me, but that was my main identity. And it was even yeah. my hobbies. Like my yeah. friend was like, do you have hobbies? I was like, just, following the lord honestly i just like to read about it and think about it and write about it talk to people about it it's like all i did and so to <laughs> to have a completely new label feels like feels like getting a new name like it feels like if i was like just start calling me kathy yeah that's my my middle name is Catherine. so is like it? yeah okay um now everyone knows my full name it's probably not good but uh you're more of an emily <laughs> uh <laughs> no i think that's like i hear you like and i get it like it might feel flat being like Take permission, take permission. But I think you're I right. Know, yeah. Like, I'm with you on the sense of it's probably an exhausting journey to like go there. Um, but I think from my perspective, I'd be like, I actually, if you're listening to this and that's where you are, I actually think you're, I'm impressed that you're still digging in to some level of community and conversation around this topic. Mm, even if you found mm. yourself to a place where you think you'll never go anywhere other than there. Well, like, yeah, I would say, like, of my friends, I'm pretty much the only, like, agnostic or, like, atheist. Like, they like they joke, like, oh, my God, like, everyone's, the gang's all here, but now Emily's an atheist, like, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But it's, like, <laughs> but it's, like, I don't feel, like, I still want to listen to them and engage in those conversations, and they yeah. still, like, care what I have to say. You know, like, it's not, like, well, now this atheist, like, just go sit in the corner while we talk about spirituality. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you you have people that are still in, inviting and engaging in the conversation, yeah. which is good. Um, and then the last one was what? So essentially someone that's like in your seat and like what – we've used this prompt before, uh, but like what would you want to hear from a person sitting in your perspective oh, knowing that there's a lot behind you in the journey that you've walked along and likely a lot ahead of you? Like what would you want to yeah. hear from someone that's just your counterpart that's sitting in the same space you're in? This is what came to my mind, and I didn't really expect this, but, like, I know we've been talking about surrounding yourself with community, and I definitely think that's important, but what I would want to hear is just, like, this is your journey, Hmm. and you don't need to, like, hold on to a label or completely reject a label for the sake of what people want you to do or what you perceive people want you to do. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... It's your journey. Take ownership of it. And it is what it is. And like, you don't have to fully explain it. Mm. Like, I think that's huge. Yeah. Kind of own where you're at and realize it's like, though community is important. And I think we're designed to be in relationship with people. Like understanding that even if you're in community with people, like your story is still your story, right? Like even though I'm married yeah. to my wife and we're the Liebargers, like she's still Annie and I'm still right. Annie, right? Well, and even, like, this is going to sound like a weird example, but it makes me think of when, like, some people talk about, like, sexuality, and they're, like, like everyone's trying to fit them in labels all the time, right? Like, you're gay, you're bi, you're, like, all these. And some, yeah. like, there are people who are, like, I just don't 
need that label to validate yeah. what I'm attracted to. Yeah. And that, like, that just, I don't know, that came to my mind as a similar of, like, I don't have to, almost a little bit of just, like, resisting labels for the sake of just completely owning and accepting who you are and where you are. Yeah, I know, like, a thing within the life of the well, like, we're pretty outwardly inclusive of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, but using that example to continue, like, there are people in our church that are gay and lesbian, like, this is the least, like, interesting part of who right. I am. Like, I just want to be a Christian here. And I think that's an important thing to, like, figure out. It's like, hey, like, what is the most important label for you? It was Christian at one point. And then for some yeah. people, they're told it's their sexuality, um, your faith. But it's like, you're above all. Like, if I was going to say, it's like all these other things are, like, added. But it's like uh-huh. our most important label is, like, that we're created in God's image. Or we're, like, you're Emily, like, someone that's, like, right. uniquely you, right? Mm-hmm. And the other things are, like, identifiers, but they're not identity. Like, your identity is different than the identifiers of yourself. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's huge, and I think that that is very anti. I feel like we're. I feel like I'm going to be like the culture, which is not what I'm trying to do, but like I feel like the culture is very obsessed with labels. Yeah, because it's because we've talked about this from the very beginning. It says who's in and who's out yeah. of the group, right? And so to be in this space that I'm in, not feeling super in any group, like I feel too spiritual for the atheists. Yeah, but not near spiritual or christian enough for the christians and so it's just like and you just want to pick one like you almost just want to jump in one just so you have a label and have a identity but it's like yeah what if it just goes down the rung of like my identity Mm. that is huge and fine and i have other identities i'm like a teacher i'm a comedian like i'm a sister i'm a friend like they go on and on and on and that doesn't have to be my main thing right well i think this is always helpful for me like as a friend of yours just to hear like where you're at and i hope for those listening regardless of what bucket or maybe a bucket we didn't identify that they might be sitting in as they're listening like i think i would speak for both of us but i think you would agree with me like this is we enjoy this part of it but i think the community that's being cultivated is equally as important and um, when we want to continue to invest in trying to find other ways actually to engage and invest with our community as we move forward. Yeah. Um, but I think sharing your story and helping people not feel alone, regardless of where they are to feel heard. Um, I think it's an important part of this. And so I appreciate you like on it. Just, I throw a lot of questions at you that you may not want to say on camera. <laughs> so I appreciate you doing this with honesty and vulnerability. I mean, it's definitely like a muscle that has just been worked and worked by this podcast of just being like, we're just going to say it. Yeah. But <laughs> you've gotten better. Like, like I, what is one episode? I was like, I'm just feeling honest today. Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think honestly, it was interesting because like we were talking about doing a check in and I was like, I don't even have that much to say because it's so like doesn't feel in my brain. Like, I'm like, I don't even know what to say, but I think we found, like, I think we found things to say. Yeah. Now I bet you 25 and a half minutes later. Am I close? Uh, we had more to say than we thought. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you have any other things that you want to say? No, I think just continue to realize, I think what you said was really profound about identity. Like, what are things that you do that identify you and are a mm-hmm. part of you? But what is your actual identity? And starting to figure that out is important. And just being honest and, like, right. being a part of the journey, right? To embrace the journey means to actually embrace the journey and, like, engage in it. I've said that before. So I think just engaging in this to the highest level that you can, I think is important Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself and surrounding yourself with trusting people is important. Absolutely. Um, Well, yeah, thanks for listening to this little bit of a check-in and wherever you are, know that 
it's valid and it's important. It doesn't have to have a label and you're doing great. Um, so thanks for listening and embrace the journey.